You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis, along with... Father Brian Christensen. Where are we, Father? We are broadcasting live above Cathedral Drive, the broadcast booth of Our Lady of Perpetual Help here in Rapid City, South Dakota. That is also known as Father Brian's office. (laughs) Well, it sounds a little bit more impressive if it's the broadcast booth of Real Presence Live. It's the nicest broadcast booth I've been in yet. Yeah, so we had a beautiful uh, visit with Sister Rachel and the upcoming... Advent Mission for the Diocese of Rapid City, December 1, 8, and 15. And you can find more information on the diocesan website, the Diocese of Rapid City, uh, and ways to connect and prepare for that upcoming um, upcoming devotion to our, to St. Joseph as we come to the conclusion of this year, St. Joseph, uh, December 8th, Immaculate, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Uh, this morning, we are also now joined... Um, by technological miracles, um, Monsignor oh. Thomas Richter from Dickinson, North Dakota. Good morning, Monsignor. Good morning, Father. Good to How be with you? you and your listeners. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Yeah. What's going on today? Uh, what's going on on a Friday at the Queen of Peace in Dickinson? Oh, um, I know. Well, souls are being saved. Yeah, driving <laughs> uh, away the devil <laughs> throughout throughout the city. Uh, the weather is, is nice today. You got uh, sunshine no up there. It's, it's, yeah, sunshine and uh, calm. It's been windy for the last couple of days. So it's oh nice my goodness, we've had have the a same nice wind uh, here. calm day finally. Yeah, no, but uh, we're just rearing up here uh, for uh, the parish mission that's uh, going to be happening beginning of Sunday. Yeah, so you got uh, big things coming on uh, and whatnot. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, how long have you been at Queen of Peace? Um, and what's, uh... Well, I've been, I've been, I've been ordained twenty five years. Congratulations! Uh, we're yeah, thankful we're, we're in the for seminary that. Together, we're like we were in seminary together. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, so twenty five years. I've been here at Queen of Peace in Dickinson for three and a half now already. Okay, three and a half. Um, and uh, also, also uh, very involved as as uh, priests are in, in uh, these situations with our Trinity Catholic schools. Great things happening at Trinity Catholic schools as well. We're in a building project where we have to build another uh, elementary school wow. and uh, preschool center because of uh, enrollment and not able to handle all the kids. So that's exciting. Well, that that uh, is exciting. Uh, exciting that's happening exciting. as well. Also, the handmaids of the heart of Jesus, the dear sisters in New Ulm, are starting a house here in Dickinson next fall. So wow, that's great news. Home for them. Yeah, yeah, it was just uh, formally announced by Bishop Kagan a couple of weeks ago. November and what, uh, will they be involved in your school system, parishes, or what's their charism, both. apostolic life there? Both, yeah, both. Uh, nothing's been strictly defined. Okay, but uh, according to what the, the needs are going to be when they uh, land here and get their boots on the ground, and, and we start um, uh, in uh, conversation with them, and based on the needs here, uh, we'll figure out what uh, they're going to do. But it, uh, Mother Mary Claire is generously sending four, and we're thrilled. 
uh, to have uh, sisters uh, coming to continue the great work sisters have been doing for years and years and years here in the Diocese of Bismarck, and in particular in the city of Dickinson. We still have uh, Sister Annette Dobitz and Sister Rose Mary Dvorak uh, in our uh, schools here. So, No, no, great to continue that presence of consecrated life and, this, and the witness and the model totally. of, of that uh, consecrated life for, for the whole church, but in a particular so way for, for our youth as, as well. Um, we had uh, the sisters here, the servants of the pierce heart of uh, Jesus and Mary that are new to our diocese here and just on the air before you came on with Sister Rachel. And they're involved in, uh, we have one of the sisters is in our St. Thomas More Middle School uh, teaching religion and also the campus ministry. And another sister is in our St. Thomas More High School, uh, again, campus ministry and and teaching there. Um, So, yeah, just really blessed to have that presence. You can can see the difference. I mean, I was just, they came over to our parish. They came over to our parish last Wednesday you know, for <laughs> Vocations Awareness Week, and the kids just sit there with gaping mouths. Like, <laughs> you know, who are these people dressed in habits and with smiles, with smiles and yeah. joyful, you know, joyfully sharing their mm-hmm. faith with these with our teens. Yeah. So. One of the little kids. So the, so the sisters went around and uh, for all the weekend masses, November sixth and seventh, and it was announced at all masses. And at one point, the sisters came forward and and. Uh, then greeted the people, introduced themselves, uh, announcement at the end of Mass, you know, so the people could meet and greet them after Mass and say hi and all that. And uh, the story is one of one of the little kids, uh, when seeing uh, the sisters, said, Mom, there's a saint in the church today. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I mean, uh, you know, you probably had this experience, or maybe you haven't, but I know I have, uh, where... <laughs> <laughs> where where I was absent, I was absent from my parish, uh, and uh, and uh, the the uh, the visiting priest was coming up the aisle, and the uh, um the the little boy turned to his mom and said, "Hey, that's not our Jesus." <laughs> Her, the mom said, "Don't let it go to your head, Father." <laughs> yes. No worries. No worries. <laughs> if I had ever had that experience, I would have. Not been able to share it on radio. <laughs> In your great humility. In your great humility. Uh, Monsignor Richter, you've been a priest for 25 years. Um, you've been involved in various uh, special ministries uh, across yes. the diocese and outside the diocese. For years, you served uh, as uh, vocation director uh, yeah. of the Diocese yes, of Bismarck. What, what was the your ex- Yeah, what was the experience of that, and what graces did you gain from those years as vocation director? Well, um, yeah, the the years were what two thousand two to two thousand thirteen, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, eleven, and and uh, was blessed to share that many of them with you, uh, Brian. And also, uh, we were also both of us were involved with the National Conference of Diocesan and Vocation Directors, and so there was that whole national level of getting to know the guys, a real feel of what's happening and the good things that the Holy Spirit is doing throughout the country in those years. So that was exciting to be on that too. But um, the the big the biggest thing for me in vocation work <clears throat> is just being able to have a front row seat at how real and active Christ is, how real and active Jesus is in uh, the lives of young and not so young men and women, but in particular in our world as vocation directors, largely with men. But watching Christ claim a man and how real that vocation is, how true it is, and how 
how generous and kind and gentle Jesus is to communicate to a man in a way he can understand and come to know and be free to respond. And so, yeah, in, in many ways it was like, you know, just uh, the, the, the stories in the Bible really happening today, right here, right now. Yeah, no, so you're I think, right. I, yeah, I, I think that's. I think that was my uh, greatest grace, and then that always uh, then translates into right uh, a deeper s- sacred posture to one's own priesthood. That uh, Jesus called me, chose me to be his uh, priest. He wants to. He wants to give himself to the people of God, and he chose my little life as an uh, instrument uh, to come to them, and and so there's a. Uh, a real gratitude uh, around that. Then I think that I think that would be the I think that would be the uh, greatest grace from uh, the years of vocation work. Yeah, you know, it's a privileged. It's a really privileged and and you know, as Father Timothy Gallagher says, sacred ground that we walk on with these men uh, in their vocation and their calling to, as you say, be, have the front row seat of, of the action of God's grace at work, uh, in these men's hearts. So, yeah. No, yeah. And, and to see, and to see, right. That, um, the extraordinary is quite ordinary or I mm. or maybe the right word is common. Yeah. No, that, that God is at work all the time. God's yeah. always at work, but we're not sensitive Absolutely. to it or attentive to it. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and it's, I think it's easy for the people of God, for a person to go through life thinking uh, encounters with Jesus are like some sort of, I don't know, rare Mount Tabor experience that happens when, like, you go to some retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, that's simply not the gospel, and it's simply not the experience of the church in the in uh, in her history. Okay, that, okay, uh, okay. Hold yeah. on, right there. So that insight of the, I guess, the commonality, the everyday, um, extraordinary work of God, and I guess the extraordinary work of God in our ordinary life—that He's always at work in and through us and around us. How does that? How does that impact? your pastoral vision and pastoral plan, um, just in general, but also particularly for Queen of Peace? Uh, well, it, it, uh, it's at the very center. It's at the very center of it. Um, I think a- any pastor who sees clearly and understands how Jesus comes and saves uh, and redeems and heals um, is all about... <clears throat> is all about uh, stirring in people a desire for Christ. And you stir that desire by convincing the heart that Christ is real. He is present. He is active. He is present. He is active. He is real. And he gives himself. And he is always giving himself. And so at the center of uh, the life here at Queen of Peace, and what I, uh, you know, what I try to do in my own little imperfect way, is uh, get people to be confident that they can encounter him every day, and so it begins with with desire. Okay. Jesus, I want to meet you right here, right now. And the more heart the heart can be in that habitual disposition, the more it happens. 
All right. Well, you uh, do that on a daily basis. We can get back to that in a moment and how you try to provoke that desire and, and, and help people to come to that experience of encounter with Jesus Christ. But coming up uh, after the break, we're going to get into this um, parish uh, mission that you have, the mercy of God, finding freedom and forgiveness, starting this Sunday and, and uh, running Monday and Tuesday, uh, these three days of parish mission. We'll be back with Monsignor Thomas Richter after the break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. One of the region's most recognized holiday traditions, Christmas at the Cathedral presents Be Born in Me, featuring Shane McConnell, Shelley Jennings, music director Dan Goler, and actress Apollonia Davalos. Six productions, December 16th through the 19th, at the Cathedral of St. Joseph. Get your tickets today at all Sioux Falls High V locations or online at ccfesd.org. Don't miss this inspiring Christmas celebration. Christmas at the Cathedral. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through Plan Giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Karen Gibis along with Father Brian Christensen. I'm sitting over here teary-eyed at the beautiful, just sharing that both Father Christensen and our guest, Monsignor Thomas Richter, are doing here. I, beautiful, just beautiful, Monsignor. Thank you so much for your words before we went to break. It was very touching, and I hope that all of our listeners were moved to the same level of just love for God at that moment. Yeah, let's, Monsignor, let's just go back to this idea that Jesus is real. real. Jesus is real, uh, and how... This is what you're trying to share, this, this encounter with Christ, this reality of Christ that you've had, that the world has had, you know, over these 2,000 years. Um, 
what what do you do to help people experience the reality of Christ? <laughs> That's a, I, I just had I just had a dad. I just had a dad in my office this morning saying, "My senior, how do I help my son uh-huh. uh, experience Jesus is real?" Mm. Uh, what a beautiful thing that's going on in his heart. Anyway, um, yeah, as, as we were talking, right, the new evangelization, if uh, whatever it is, it has to it has to involve Christ being real, um, being real for people for them to encounter him, <laughs> right? As I yeah. as I often as I often say to people, the reason we believe in the resurrection is because people met the risen Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> the, the reason it's not because somebody read it on the bulletin board in the back of a spirituality center. People <laughs> met a person. No, they read the bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> right. If only your bulletin <laughs> articles were better, Monsignor, we would well, all. Well, well, I know that's not true because no one reads my bulletin. <laughs> no one picks up my bulletin. <laughs> I'd ask him, just take it home so we feel better about printing it. Please, right. just take one home. Right. Take, in fact, take ten nice home. Kind- take ten. It's nice kindling for campfires, all that. But, um, <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, and, and that's what Pentecost was all about. And Pentecost has never ended. No. Pentecost has never ended. The Holy Spirit has never stopped pouring out. And what is the great work of the Holy Spirit's outpouring to make the crucified and risen Christ real, present, active? That happens in so many. That happens in so many. That happens in so many ways in the life of the body of Christ, the Church. And you have this special mission coming up: the mercy of God, finding freedom and forgiveness. Can you talk about how this? What's the aim of this? This parish mission. Well, first, let me talk about uh, the one giving it, who you know, Monsignor Robert Pankey, uh, one of the really? finest, one of the finest priests in our country, um, a dear and longtime friend of mine, and so um, that's the, the the most first and most important thing of giving a parish mission is choosing a good person to get the right person to give a parish mission. And, and, well, uh, we know Monsignor knows Jesus. I mean, I yeah, can attest to that. Sure. So for all of our listeners that's and those who sure. want to go to Dickinson Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Monsignor will share his relationship yeah, with Christ. Yeah, he's the real deal. So, he's the real deal. Um, and and uh, he chose the uh, theme of mercy and forgiveness. Mercy and forgiveness. Um and uh, there's, it, it has the right dynamic. The first one is receiving the mercy and forgiveness of God, um, which then gives me a merciful heart. So the second night is, is having a merciful heart in one's dealings, in the way one lives life. And then the third is proper love of self and the role of forgiveness in regards to oneself. Mm. That's the movement uh, of uh, the three conferences, 7 p.m., 7 p.m. Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. We were very intentional in choosing that time. We wanted to do something right before people dive into the holiday season. Yeah, um, to to get their to get their uh, heart uh, in Christ before the busy, um, sometimes materialistic holiday season can begin. And then also, it's right before Advent. So even though Advent hasn't begun yet, we're seeing it as a preparation for. Advent and a spiritual enrichment as uh, to get our hearts excited about the great season of Advent. Um, 
so that's why we scheduled it at that time. And we thought, you know, people would like that right before going into Thanksgiving, maybe uh, giving and devoting those uh, that hour. So um, it's going to be uh, in at 7 p.m., out by 8, before 8. It's, uh, we're going to have our Trinity High School Choir who are going to sing um, a beautiful song to start each evening. I think they're doing Veni, Veni, Emmanuel, mm-hmm. um, uh, just to set a beautiful, prayerful uh, uh, time. Monsignor then is going to uh, give his 40-minute conference. People can leave if they wish at that point, but we're then going to immediately expose uh, Jesus in the Eucharist. Talk about being real. Mm-hmm. Uh, on our newly dedicated, beautiful altar, and uh, we're going to have each night a handout with um, prayers and some uh, reflective questions. So it's going to end for anyone who wants to stay to sit with our Lord and enter into and take to Him all that uh, was given by Monsignor in the conference. So, um, yeah, we're expecting miracles. Okay, I was going to ask you, what are you, what are you yeah. hoping for? Like, why put on a mission? Why go to this planning and expense and time and energy? Why, why do this? Why what are you hoping? Yeah, what are you hoping to, why to accomplish? Because, because Christ is real, and He really, really, really wants people to know that He really wants people to encounter Him. And uh, yeah, so we're going to experience some major conversions, some major healings. Um, and, uh, at the end of the day, for people to be more and more convinced of, uh, the love of God for them, and, uh, and then from there translate into, um, sharing Him, so that Christ is known, loved, and praised by everyone in the city of Dickinson. No exceptions. <laughs> no Anything exceptions. Anything less is not acceptable. <laughs> you don't want more. You want everything. <laughs> I want it all. I, I want, want it all. all. I want it all for Christ. Well, that's your uh, patience. <laughs> I want it all, and I want it now. I want it all, and, and that's Christ. Yeah, Christ right? is all. And There's a sense of now. urgency. There's a sense of urgency, you know, in our lives. Why wait? What am I putting this that's off right. for? You know. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, it's just. If Christ People, is real and he's always present and active, how can one be bored? <laughs> Our world has become bored. Our world right. has become bored, and it's become bored because we've lost the vision of faith. But if one has the vision of faith, ah, there, there's just whatever life is, you can't say it's boring. No, because you're you're caught in a in this really cosmic battle, right? This spiritual <laughs> warfare, uh, and uh, your soul is on the line at every single moment. Um, and if you're bored, then you've already been sucked in. You've been sucked in by the enemy. Is that not right? <laughs> well, see, I think if if you're to ask why mercy and forgiveness, that whole thing. Well, I think uh, right there is no there is no future. There's no future without mercy and forgiveness. There's no hope. The only reason we have hope is because we have mercy and forgiveness presented to us, which comes down to, at the end of the day, about identity. If I don't know the mercy and forgiveness of God, then what defines me is my sin. There's no other way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no other way. Uh, If I don't know the mercy and forgiveness of God, then what defines me is my rebellion against God. That's who I am. I'm a rebel. Mm-hmm. I left mm-hmm. 
I spit on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mercy and forgiveness. Mercy and forgiveness now gives me the possibility that what can define me is how God cares for me. God laying his life down for me. I am someone God died for. I am someone who God is right now giving himself to. This is what mercy and forgiveness is about. Um, uh, Without mercy and forgiveness, the world's Hatfields and McCoys. And that's my life. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm a guy in a battle. I, Monsignor, will you, stay, will you stay with us after the break here and, and for, let's finish up this discussion? Give me a few more minutes here. Okay. All right, because I want to come back after the break because I just want to focus on some of the people that we want to share this good news with because this is good news. It's, it, it, it's an invitation into this great adventure of faith. It's a, this great adventure of life with Jesus Christ. But there's some people who you say are rebels – and there's other people who are kind of, I don't know, sleeping, snoring, um, indifferent on the, si- on the sidelines of life. And I, I want to come back and the, how do we reach the, them and, and what your, what's, the, what's the kind of uh, plan we have for them? Great, um, great. Actually, after, we gotta, after 9.30, after 9:30, 10 bucks a minute. 10 bucks a minute. You got it. Yeah. I got it. Karen yeah. said she's on. She's on. She's on. <laughs> she's shaking her head here. I don't okay. know. Okay. I don't know. I'll, just, I'll put it in my expense report. Um, so uh, let's just dive into that right now. Like, So we're, we're some are defined by rebels. I reject this um, because I don't okay. know. I don't know this God. I reject the God that's um, a, a fire right. stone. I reject the God of, of rules you and regulations. What? There how, you do, go. how do you share the authentic? Perfect. Thanks for thanks for uh, framing it so well, uh, Father. Yes. So mo- mo- most people, right, reject reject a God who exists in only one place, namely in their mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're rejecting a false god they have in their head. They don't know the true God. Um, but because of a lack, because of a lack of witness, a lack of proclamation, a lack of encounter of those who really do know the true God, um, they live with this false god in their head, in their imagination, their whole, uh, their, you know, for years and years. So, I think uh, the first step in awakening desire for God is uh, to effectively proclaim the true God. In other words, getting God right. Getting God right and proclaiming who God is. Um, and, and I, you know, it's, it's just the last couple of years, Father, I've been, I've been going back to what what uh, the philosophers say about God at uh, is is essence that he's pure act and this is this is, has really um, awakened a lot of hearts um, to to see that that you can't make God better. Mm. Mm-hmm. So like right now, right now, if we're all to ask, if all our your listeners to ask, how is God relating to them right now at this moment? Mm-hmm. Um, you might not know with specificity, but but we know that right now at this moment, God is using all of his power, and he can blow out the sun with one breath, he can suck up the ocean with one sip, he can throw galaxies through, this, uh, through the cosmos like a baseball, to use all those beautiful sort of analogies. Okay, time He's out. Using- I'm going to call time out. Hold on to that thought. 
We're going to come back after the break with Monsignor Tom Richter talking about the parish mission at Queen of Peace and also how do we provoke this encounter with Jesus Christ in, in those in the world today. We'll be right back on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Father Brian Christensen, I'm with Karen Gibis. This is Real Presence Live on this Friday morning from the Black Hills of South Dakota. And just now, the sun has peeked through the clouds as we were visiting with Monsignor Thomas Richter. I call time out just before the break. Um, so I'm going to call time back in. Monsignor, you were describing the power of God. He could blow out the sun with a breath. He could suck up the ocean, you know, with one sip, you know, um, the power of God. Uh, because um, we don't get a sense uh, of his... Uh, his all-powerfulness, and that that all-powerfulness displays itself over and over again as, as, as love for our good. He's provoking us. Uh, and so go back to that thought that how do we get God right? Very good. Well, we get God right by seeing that he's a giver. God is love. He's a lover. He gives. And what he's giving is himself every moment. He can't do anything otherwise. God is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. And what does love do? Love gives itself for the good of others. And so, what is God doing? He is giving himself to me right now, in this moment, for my greatest good. 
And so for me to somehow think my prayers are something could, that could get him to do something better for me than it, he isn't doing right now is utter paganism, and it's mm-hmm. insulting to him. Talk and about so that for posture. a second. Like that, 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 yeah, that, that if I, my prayer my, was provoking something out of God. That's, yeah. that's offensive. Actualizing something in God. That right. God has a goodness that he could be doing or showing that he isn't now. That he isn't now. And that goes back to and, the idea of the philosophers of God's pure act. He's always yeah. acting for my good. He's great. Yeah. There, you can't make God somehow better to me. <laughs> gooder. <laughs> in Minokin, we say gooder. So, <laughs> gooder. So, gooder. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah. Uh, so, our posture is receptive. Our posture is receptive. And so, if someone is not encountering God, someone is not experiencing God, someone doesn't know God, God isn't real to them. The conclusion could be this, right, to bridge that between what we believe and what we experience. Uh, You could compare it to, let's say, a person who's in a dark room. It's all darkness. They live in darkness. Mm -hmm. What, what, What do we conclude? We could conclude there is no light. We have to find a light switch and turn lights on. We gotta find a match, light a fire. We gotta turn on a lamp. We gotta do whatever. Or the problem could be there is light. And I have a blindfold on, mm. and I got to mm-hmm. take the blindfold off so that the light is that is already glaring right in my face. I can actually receive the Christian response has always been: reality is the second option. Reality is the second option. If I'm not encountering God, it's not because uh, he's not he's not giving himself. It's because I'm not receiving him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What happened in original sin was a terrible, a terrible damage in our capacity to enter in and receive God. Um, and we see this in, in Jesus. We see this in Jesus. Jesus, we, we've been watching you pray. Teach us how to pray the way you pray. And he uh-huh. says, okay, here's how I pray. Your kingdom come. Whatever you're doing, Father, mm-hmm. do not let me resist that. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I am receptive to what you're doing for me right now. And so when Jesus went to pray, he saw in the Father his heart jam-packed, overflowing, with great goodness for him. And so Jesus was going in to enter the goodness God is already performing and doing and offering and pouring out right now because God is love. That's the first thing. So I would want to move a person from a posture of trying to get God to act to, Lord, whatever you're doing, I want to enter into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thy, come, thy will be done. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's always for my good. Mm-hmm. That would be the, the first thing to change that attitude on how I see this lack in my experience. And then to, to get real concrete... To get yeah. real concrete, what do I do? I say, <laughs> I say, um, I ask you to take this risk for the next thirty days, fifty times a day. You can do it when you're brushing your teeth. You can do it when you're driving your car. You can do it when you're uh, in your uh, office, whatever. But at least fifty times a day, simply pray, Jesus. I want to experience you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I want you to be real to me, right. Jesus, I want you to be real. Monsignor, one of the things I think, too, is, um, and I think Pope uh, 
Benedict has talked about this and uh, over his various writings and preaching is that God is not just another actor in this That's world. Right. I think Catherine of Siena, I think Catherine of Siena says, you know, it, we're the fish, right? We're fish. God's the ocean. It, like, we can't move, we can't live, we can't breathe without being in, immersed in God. Very good. Very right? good. Yeah, so, 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 so whenever you and I, and this is everyone, right? Whenever right. you and I feel like uh, God isn't around, God isn't near me, how do I get to experience? How do I get to meet him and know him and be with him? It reminds me of a of an old comic. I, I don't know where I saw it, but it was uh, two fish uh, with bubbles bubbling above their head, and there's this there's this big wise fish, and very clearly this this young whippersnapper fish uh, swims up to him and says, <laughs> and in his bubble is, "Where's the sea?" <laughs> I'm looking right? for the sea. I'm looking for the sea. That, that that is our situation with God. Yeah, I think of Saint Paul. I think of Saint Paul. Right in Him, I live and move yes. and have my being. I mean, Saint Paul got it. He's breathing in God. He's immersed in God. Right. He's he's fully. What do we say? Baptized, immersed in the very, good. In the very life of God. Very good. Very good. So that's the first that ha- that conversion ha- from paganism. Kind the pagans prayed to Zeus, but they always trying to get Zeus to be good to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Always trying to get God, their gods to show them goodwill. Okay, that 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 is the posture, right? And if we're trying to do that, we're not following the Holy Spirit because God is already there. Second, second for for a person to really start and moving into a lively experience of God. Is to start, is to start wanting God to give me God, not just good health, mm-hmm. not just a nice day, not just to protect my kids, not to just be a, a good job, but but if if I'm in tune with God, what I want from Him is Him. Too often, right? We can approach our relationship with God. Another element of paganism uh, in our hearts isn't just uh, trying to get God to act, but a divine Santa Claus. What I really want are created goods, mm-hmm. and God is my means to those created goods. Whether it's rain for my crops, health for my body, whatever. Those are right. Obviously, nothing wrong with that in itself. But Jesus devoted one line to all of that. Give us what we need, Lord. Mm -hmm. But what I want, first and foremost, is you and your kingdom and your loving will to be done. Mm -hmm. That's what what has captured, that's what defines my heart. So in every moment, in every moment, the greatest thing that could ever happen to me is what God's doing. Every moment, the greatest thing that could ever happen to me is whatever God's doing in that moment. Mm-hmm. And what he's doing in that moment is giving himself to me. Okay. For my good. Okay. All right. So breaking this pagan thing of provoking God, right? The, just petitioning him to be, the, as you say, the divine Santa Claus. Um, and, and opening myself up to receive him and receive him. 
not the good right. things of him, but right. to receive um, him uh, right. and, and, and live in him. You know, I, I just rem- remember Jose, you know, saying Jose Maria Escriva talks about one of the things is in our daily life, one of the challenges, right, is um, maintaining an awareness of the presence of God, right? Periodically, I do have an awareness of God with me, right? Mm-hmm. But but mm-hmm. in my daily life, this is a huge challenge as I'm distracted by right. my desires, my plan, the things that are real in my life. Attachments. Attachments. So this maintaining this awareness of the presence of God. I mean, can, can you speak a little bit into that? Yeah, I think I think one. First of all, one doesn't want to get uh, absorbed in oneself. Uh, so whatever that means, it's not getting navel gazing, absorbed in oneself, all caught up in uh, some interior that prevents me from being outward focused. Um, so that would be the first caution. But the the second is the second is that one really starts to live and exercise in a habitual disposition faith. So, right, um, God can be present with me without me experiencing it on a felt level. Mm-hmm. When I don't experience it on a felt level, what what informs me is not my feelings, but my faith. And so when, when uh, my experience throughout the day moves away from a felt, a felt experience of God, I now exercise faith. God, thank you for being with me. God, thank you for whatever you're doing here. God, thank you for being present. I don't, I don't feel you, but I thank you for being uh, always with me. And for whatever you're doing right here, right now, the more I can move into that without, without downplaying the felt presence. Does God want us to feel it? Yeah. Right. You don't, you don't get people, you don't have Christianity and the Pentecost was a felt experience of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. In, in fact, in fact, before you uh, <laughs> you make me have to leave, I, this is one of the greatest uh, uh, descriptions of faith I've ever heard. It's by Pope Benedict the Sixteenth, October twenty first, two thousand nine. It was his audience on Saint Bernard of Clairvaux. He said this: faith. Imagine how you, faith is, imagine completing that sentence, faith is, he says this, faith is first and foremost a personal intimate encounter with Jesus. Hmm. It's having an experience of his friendship, his closeness, and his love. Only in this way, the Italian is a soltanto, it is only in this way, not just in this way, it is only in this way that we come to know him better, to love him more, and follow him more closely. Faith is not some heady sort of thing. Faith is first and foremost a personal, intimate encounter with Jesus. That the risen Christ is a real person, and I've experienced him in a way that is felt. Mm-hmm. Monsignor, no, but, but Monsignor. It doesn't end there. Okay, keep going. That 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 uh, my faith isn't now somehow when when that personal intimate encounter is no longer on a felt level. That doesn't mean somehow now he he is not there. 
And so I now exercise, I now exercise this uh, real conviction that he has, that uh, he is still with me, still always pure act, giving himself, using all his power and his in, all his omniscience to bring about good in this world and in me. And so I, I live in that, in that attitude of faith, even when the felt experience has passed. Let me, uh, yesterday, yesterday, uh, I was getting to a moment of kind of frustration in, in the parish. I know that's rare for priests to have that happen, but, um, I was getting to a moment and I just said to one of my, uh, to my, um, employees, my staff members here, I said, uh, as I was leaving the office, I said, I just wish I was the king. And I walked out, you know, and I was thinking to myself first, I was like, I just want to make decisions and not have to have the answer to anybody for this. I just want to be the king. And as soon as I turned around and walked out, immediately this, this solemnity of Christ the king appeared to me. No, Jesus Christ is the king. And I have to surrender myself to him. Right in that, like, boom, boom. One minute, all about Father Brian. The next minute, right? Jesus is working on me saying, no, I'm the king. I'm the king. This is, this happened, you know, you, one minute frustration and slight desolation, right? The next minute, boom, Jesus Christ, king of the universe, surrender to me. Okay, Lord, you're right. Your will be done. And and just in that moment, that fast of, uh, that you, you want to get concrete and you talked about these 50 times a day, Jesus, I want to have an experience of you, Jesus, make yourself known to me, Jesus, be real to me. What are some other ways, you know, like for this, because a lot of people will say, I just don't sense God being close to me. And you're calling on this exercise of faith, this conviction, this trust. No, the Lord is at work in me, working for my good. Is there a kind of concrete spiritual exercise, if you will, that I can practice in my daily life? And, uh, well, Lexio Divina, if, if the listeners are willing to go to the scriptures, uh, that's the tried and true. I'll believe what you read. I'd start with the Gospel of Mark. Talk about Lexio just real briefly, because I think uh, many yeah, some people have heard good. the word, but don't know what you're good. kind of suggesting. Excellent. So, here, the, the, the most basic foundation, when, when you look at the scriptures, when you read, and it's all over the place in all all four Gospels, but I find it particularly poignant and powerful um, and ever-present in the Gospel of Mark. And what you see happen in uh, the Gospels is this. People have a need. They acknowledge the need. They bring it to Jesus. Imagine that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Imagine actually acknowledging the needs of your heart and bringing them to Jesus. This is faith. What does faith do? Faith acknowledges, I don't have peace. Something's wrong with my heart, Lord. I've lost my peace. Mm. I acknowledge that. And because I believe Jesus is real, he dwells in me and I in him through baptism. He's the king of the universe. He has conquered every wrong thing in me. And so I bring it to him, and I share it with him, and I give him permission to do whatever he wants with it, because he wills my good always for me. I will my good some of the time. 
kind kind of kind of <laughs> i'm not sure what my good is <laughs> so so <laughs> exactly so to um to, to answer your question in a concrete way uh, father brian the more a person can just start acknowledging acknowledging all the stuff in them and sharing it with jesus in simple ways in faith what usually happens is we get frustrated like you were just describing and we just sit and think about it and be alone in it like adam after he uh sinned mm. he was all alone filled with all kinds of need and didn't bring him to god and what's the first thing god does god engages him adam where are you you used to bring your heart to me where are you? Talk to me. Mm-hmm. What's going on? So um, I think I think uh, just getting the person to be relational with Jesus around their need. Oh, my family's a mess. I wish I could change my family and it'd be like the Christians and family. My family's <laughs> a mess. Blah blah blah. Okay, yeah. okay. Are you bringing it to Jesus? Yeah. Do you really believe he's real? Do you really believe he can change people? He can do miracles. Hmm. Do you really believe that? If you do, then the fundamental interior act is this act of entrusting everything that's beyond me to Jesus. Everything I'd like to change but can't. Everything I'd like to control but can't. Everything I'd like to make happen but can't. I never sit alone in that. It's Hmm. always brought to him because he is active. He is present. He is real. And he's all-powerful. He's not an impotent, nice guy. He's all-powerful, and he's all-good. And he died for me. And the same love that drove him to die for me, he is being, he is showing me every moment. And so everything I'd like to change but can't, I bring to him. Mm-hmm. And, I go, and I go about my day, eat my Cheerios. I don't carry it. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Monsignor Tom Richter, Queen of Peace Parish in Dickinson, North Dakota, thank you for sharing this um, time with us. Um, you got this great mission coming up to do just those kind of things, right? If, you're, if, if, if your listeners know what's good for them, they're going to come to this mission. They are going to come. How can they find out more information about this? You've got this information. You can, you can get on the website. You can get on our Facebook Okay. Um, yeah, our website, Facebook, you can call us, or you can just show up Sunday night, 7 p.m. Uh, here at Queen of Peace. Monsignor Pakey is arriving tonight. He's going to be uh, preaching at all the Masses this weekend, and so uh, people will be able to uh, watch this man pray and preach, and yep. then, uh, yeah, the mission begins Sunday night, 7 p.m. You can yep. come at 6.50 to hear our wonderful Trinity High School Choir. Trinity High School Choir. We got Monsignor. We got time with uh, the Lord and His real presence in the uh, in the Eucharist. We got reflection questions. We're ready for miracles because Jesus is acting. That's correct. All right. Uh, send us an invoice, but make it out and make sure you address it to Karen for the extra time, the overtime that we took with you today. And I, I'm very, very grateful. <laughs> it is great to be with you, and I wish you the best. And I'll be praying for you and the mission uh, coming up uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday at Queen of Peace there in Dickinson. Uh, thanks, Monsignor Tom Richter. God bless you, and uh, you have a great weekend. Karen and Father Christensen, thank you. Thanks for all you do. Generous of you to do what you're doing. God bless. Bye. Bye-bye.
Wow. Wow. That was beautiful. I mean, uh, you talk about what's in the heart of a pastor. Yeah. Monsignor Richter, you know, what is his vision? He desires that people come to a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's so, it's so beautiful. When are you going to have a mission like that here, Father? We are going to have an Advent mission <laughs> with Bishop uh, Mewich here on the 8th. Yeah, we have our parish mission that we talked about with Sister Rachel. But yeah, I mean, I think every day, and I've been inspired by Monsignor Richter, yeah. you know, from my relationship with him in vocations and the time at seminary, and we've kept in contact over the years. And uh, in fact, you know, one of the things that we do here at the cathedral every Saturday night is have uh, confessions from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, um, it's usually a good time for people to be able yeah. to do that. Uh, and then we have the encounter every uh, third Saturday night where we bring out the Lord in the Eucharist. We have prayer teams to do intercessory prayer with people. We have multiple priests for confessions. We have um, music to help people lead them into things. And that was inspired by Monsignor's example at the Holy Spirit uh, Cathedral in Bismarck in his days. Beautiful. Leading them to a relationship with Jesus, the really present. <laughs> All right. Um, but right now, we need to go up to Fargo to talk to Eli about what's coming up on Monday's show here on Real Presence Live. Hey, thanks, Karen. Great show today. Got another good one coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be hosted by Father Randall Kazel from St. Michael's Church in Pine Island, Minnesota. He'll visit with Connor Gallagher. He'll talk about parenting for eternity. Then tune in at 9.30 Central and get your questions ready for Straight Talk with Father Randall Kazel. Plus, Oscar Delgado will give us some ways to remember the church suffering. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. And just wanted to remind folks that we've got banquets coming up in Bismarck and uh, Rapid City and Aberdeen coming up uh, not this next week, but the week after. So you'll want to attend those. We've got a great speaker. It'll be Steve Ray. Find out all the information there at, at realpresenceradio.com slash banquet. Right back to you. Excellent. I'm so thank you, Eli, for mentioning the banquets. Both Father and I will be at the banquet in Rapid City if you want to come and tell us how great today's show was in person. And you can always email Real Presence Radio and tell them you want to hear this again as a best of Real Presence Live, right, Father? Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah, so the, uh, the banquet here in Rapid City is coming up on Tuesday, November 3rd. 30th? Correct. At the Plaza Civic Center, the monument. No. What is it? No, it's, it's oh, at, no, the, it's at the uh, Best Western Best Ramcoda. Western Ramcoda. You send everybody Ramcoda. to the wrong spot. No, no, don't go there. Yeah, go don't to the Best there. Western Ramcoda. The, yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it and uh, having Steve Ray there doing his uh, doing his thing. Doing his thing. Yeah. Sharing, sharing uh, his, uh, his gospel, well, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in his own particular way. Exactly. In his own particular way. Well, it's been a great show today, Father. Thank you for your time this morning. Would you want to end in prayer? Let's do that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Father, as we come uh, to this uh, Sunday solemnity of uh, Jesus Christ, King of the universe, we ask you to um, pour out your blessings upon us. Um, that we may know uh, your love, experience your mercy, uh, and live every day in your grace. May your Holy Spirit fill us, fill our listeners, and fill the whole church uh, with the ever deeper faith, a greater hope, and more abundant love. Love for you and for one another. We ask the intercession, intercession of St. Joseph in this special year dedicated to him, and we ask the intercession uh, of Mary, Our Lady, Mother of God, Mother of the Church. And we ask these things through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. 
Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Father. God bless all of our listeners today. And remember, you can catch a replay of today's show tomorrow, Saturday. We'll see you next time. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.